0: Here are your hosts, Chase Palm And broadcast school has really paid off. Auntie. And Neil McCrady. I deserve to be on TV.
1: Welcome in. Wednesday edition Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Palm, Neil McCrady is in the Clark Ford studio today. We'll talk, uh, what we're getting pretty comfortable with these days. NIL lawsuits, EF, EA Sports, and the Brander Group. Going at it in the uh, – or they might go at it in the courts. I don't know. Hit that a little bit. ESPN with a pretty interesting uh, top 25 ranking over the next three years. Kind of would you buy, sell stock and programs over a uh, a 36-month period. Got some recruiting going on. Busy day in Mississippi yesterday. Football. Also, a baseball thing of note that I find interesting. So that more coming up on today's show. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon. Highway 6 West in Oxford, if you're here locally, you know, to uh, let them take care of dinner tonight. A lot of stuff in the hot case, the ribs, the chicken, the sides, the desserts, tons of options for you there with the Oxford Exxon. And then if you're in the uh, Clinton or Brookhaven areas, they got the homemade donuts. Let them handle breakfast or a snack for you in that regard. They're homemade every single morning. A lot of variety, a lot of flavors, a lot of good options there in Brookhaven and Clinton. And again, Neil is in the Clark Ford studio.
2: I am Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662 257 is the number, call it, ask for my friend Corey Clark, tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours, it's right to the bottom line, there's no hassle, there's no haggle, you get your quote, and um, the rest is up to you, you can shop that quote around, you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900, great service. Great products. Corey and the people at Clark Ford want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove, that, prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Uh, guests will join on the MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur simply looking to diversify, either way, Andy Ludeke can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So you've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at andy@myperfectfranchise.net or call his cell
1: 404-973-9901. See a couple of people in the stream, Blake, Rebel Munchkin. Congrats on uh, getting back in your homes. Power been out all over uh for a while now, Blake says he's been without power for uh, six days until uh, came back on this morning, and then uh, Rebel got back in last night. So, can't I've, Neil's been through the, the the weather stuff. I just that, that has to be a feeling when it comes back on, and you can sort of resume at that point. It's probably almost unlike anything else. It does definitely make you appreciate some of those modern conveniences.
2: It makes you wonder how people lived without air conditioning. I'll, I'll never, I'll never be able to relate to that.
1: Did you, how much of your hurricane stuff did you stay at the house versus somewhere else? How many days did you do? I mean, did you just check on it or did you actually camp out a little bit?
2: I left for Ivan, came back, um, got back, had a disaster, stayed there for a couple of days, had to go cover a football game came back from the football game and kept working. And then after that, I said, I'm never leaving again. And I, I didn't leave again. I didn't leave for Katrina. And it seems like there was another one that I didn't leave for. I, I, would, I was never going to had – had we been coast lifers, Ivan was the last one I was leaving for. If, if, if it wiped us away, it wiped us away. But I was never leaving again.
1: What is the mindset for not leaving? I mean, like, where, where where do you get to mentally for that to be the case? I and mean, I'm, I'm not criticizing. I'm, I'm, I'm really yeah. curious just from the mental condition at that point.
2: Frankly, it was my wife was so concerned about the house that there was no point in me going with them someplace because I was going to have to turn around and get back. And getting back when you can't get fuel is a problem. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And yeah. so
2: just staying there made more sense. Because, I mean, if I remember right, Ivan came through on a Wednesday night maybe a Thursday night. I don't remember. We were in Birmingham, and we knew it was bad. We'd heard reports that it was bad, and she's like, you got to go check, you got to go check. And so I got in the car with Miller the dog and drove down to Spanish Fort knowing that, hey, I was probably going to have to get to Auburn and get back through. But just It was a pain, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going to get gas. and. Sure enough, getting gas was a problem, and I, but I found a place to get gas, and I just by the end of that, I said I'm not not doing this again because the fences were down. It was a disaster. It was a it was a lot, and then we didn't get hit that hard with Katrina, but we lost power for a, for a while because the winds were winds were a hundred miles an hour gust. Pine trees literally bent like perpendicular Mm -hmm. to the ground. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And you knew, like, I remember thinking, whoever's getting the brunt of this, my God, and I was right. But we didn't have power, and so you didn't know until the power came back on, like, the next day. I guess we lost it for a day. When it came back on, you started seeing the news reports. You're like, oh, wow.
1: Did you have Miller and Wrigley then, or just one?
2: I had them both, but I only took one with me. Because one was one was a pain in the ass, so I took the one. So
1: you, you took the one that was better equipped for that uh, for that mission. I took that, the one that, that
2: worked. I took the one that would mind.
1: Yeah, yeah. When you stay, I mean, what do you like? What, what are you doing? Are you you making sure you got charcoal for the grill? Do You have some meat, bottle water. I mean, what 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 is the what is the stay rations versus the you know just the canned food kind of thing that we all talk about?
2: Uh, yeah. You took a couple of coolers and you put water and beer and. If you wanted to brave it, milk. Um, yeah, and then yeah, you put uh, you put meat products. You made sure everything was hard frozen, so when the power went out, it was going to take a little while for it to melt. And You had a big green. I had the, I had charcoal and I had the egg, and it really was kind of fun for a couple of nights. <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, I mean, now look,
1: there's a limit, but yeah, like it's 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 it's.
2: It was, it wasn't, it wasn't so bad for a couple of days. I mean, little, little isolated time. It wasn't, wasn't the worst thing in the world, but no, it would have sucked. She has
1: a neighbor stay too. I mean, you, you, you I mean, is there ever like, you look around and like the neighborhood people just grilling out and hung around.
2: Yeah. I mean, in I mean, Spanish, like in Spanish, or in Spanish for, I had some, I had some buddies, uh, the late John Ingram comes to mind and he was in the same boat he was like, I'm not leaving. And. We we had a few and put some stuff on the grill and it wasn't so, it wasn't so bad for a couple of days. That would have gotten yeah. it would have gotten old for six days. The people that were yeah, yeah. the people that were a week without power in the Jackson area. God bless them. I mean that sucks. Yeah, that's hard.
1: Yeah, I just it, it, I I in really so many
2: ways. yeah, that's brutal because you get you get past about two days, and it's it was never fun. But you get past two days and suddenly like food is an issue and just feeling decent is an issue. You're hot. I mean, it's hot. You can't cool your house at all. And just, mis- you don't sleep well yeah. it's-
1: physically and mentally. You just start the tank just starts emptying. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Bad place to be. So congrats. Glad uh, you guys got, uh, got that back. You're here with us this morning. It's, uh, speaking of hot first day of the summer, uh, summer solstice today so the longest uh, day of daylight of the year um today so if you want to get out enjoy that a little bit today's uh today's the most you're gonna get i i don't know that i knew until this morning i i'm not smarter than a fifth grader neil i did not know um that i did not recall at least i guess i knew at one point in my life that the solstices were the the long day and night and when the uh the the uh, the poles tilt toward the sun at maximum angles, whereas the equinoxes are when the day and night are even. I had no clue. Did not know that until I read it this morning.
2: Oh, really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did know that. That yeah, yeah. High yeah, School I did education. I was in. not.
1: Yeah, like I said I, I learned that in elementary school. I am sure, but I was not. I was not aware that equinoxes was Latin for equal night.
2: Yeah. For some yeah. reason, I knew that. I don't. I don't. I okay. Just. Yeah. I mean. That Louisiana Public School Education kicking in. There right?
1: you go. Yeah, yeah. I just of, of all things I don't know why my camera keeps trying to refocus. Um of all things that uh that is one that I just did not remember from my fifth, sixth grade, fourth grade, third grade, whenever that is. But I promise it will not be blurry in a second. It if you kinda of get close to it, it sort of like fixes itself. I don't know what the deal
2: is. There was a question He only in the, did this There's a there was a question in the thread about the studio. there's a camera that's just out and so we can do it where I look like Andre the Giant and Chase looks like a fourth grader, but this, frankly, looks better than that, and so we're, we're doing that until we get the camera fixed. I'm, I'm working on getting the camera fixed, but right now we've tried a couple of different things, and so far it's not fixing. And I'm, To be perfectly honest, I'm trying to avoid having to buy another camera.
1: It also is it's it's close enough to our previous setup that it's fairly comfortable. Like I really don't it, it doesn't bother me. I thought that it would bother me just from an interaction standpoint, but it's I, I don't notice a ton of difference. It's not it's not really affecting me.
2: No, I'm actually actually sort of impressed with the the E interview link app. I'm mm-hmm. I'm fairly impressed with its its capability.
1: Yeah, not too bad. Uh let's we'll start recruiting. I got a couple things. Uh Yesterday, Ole Miss um, grabbing that out of Louisiana and then State uh, coming back yesterday with a, uh, a couple wide receiver commits. Obviously, J.J. Harrell, um, Burnside as well. Uh, yeah, the, the camera is no longer blurry. It'll just take about 30 seconds for it to get to you guys. Um, I guess to start with the State part of it, is this a counter to some of the stuff Ole Miss has been doing in a few days, in your opinion? And I guess Harrell specifically. Like it is June 20th and June 21st. We know that recruiting in the summer means very little other than somebody might be ahead going into later in the year. What is the concern factor of your old Miss on anyone that they would want here?
2: Um, okay. So I guess I'll attack that from a, a number of ways. Number one. Yeah. Number, yeah, sure. yeah, number one, uh, Braylon Burnside's a kid from Starkville, a Starkville kid committing to Mississippi state is, is, is not shocking. Any more than an Oxford kid committing to Ole Miss would be shocking. When you know, um, frankly, it would be sort of surprising if he committed anywhere else. Uh, Chad Bumpus, the wide receivers coach at Mississippi State, is a really good recruiter. He is—he's yeah. uh, very good at his job. He was a a, a a very strong acquisition for state to add to that that class. I mean, that staff. Um. This is, And this is going to come across as a criticism of J.J. Harrell. I don't mean for it to be. I just, It's a statement of fact. This is his third commitment. Um, he's one of those guys that until he signs, being committed just means you lead. So I think this <laughs> yeah. means that Mississippi State leads for him. I think he's a good player. I think Burnside's a really good player. Ole Miss would like both of them. So would several schools. Um, there was a question on the message board at rebelgrove.com. If you're not a subscriber, by the way, you can subscribe to rebelgrove.com. It is the same price today as it was when Ivan hit, when Katrina hit, probably back when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It was the same price. So you get in today, you can participate in these conversations at rebelgrove.com. It's part of the Rivals Network. But there's a question on there about is Ole Miss ever going to dominate the state of Mississippi in recruiting? I'll give you my answer, no. And I don't think, number one, I don't think it's possible. I don't think state's going to allow it. And number two, I don't think that is even a remote priority for Ole Miss right now. This, this particular coaching staff, I just don't think focusing on Mississippi because a kid is from Mississippi is their focus. Is that right or wrong? I mean I've got thoughts I don't but it doesn't really matter. Um I think they're trying to re- I think Lane Kiffin wants to win at a national level and to do that he just wants the best players. And if they're from Mississippi, great. If they're not, so be it. I, I literally think that's their philosophy as it pertains to in-state recruiting. I don't I don't think this is a reflection on Derek Mix or anything like that. In fact, Derek's done as good of a recruiting job in the last couple of years as he's done in his entire career and he's always been an exceptional recruiter. So I just think this is state prioritizing a couple of guys. And, um, I don't think it's a reflection on anything else. I just don't think Mississippi state's ever going to allow Ole miss to dominate in state in recruiting. And then there are some other outside things with handlers and seven on seven people. And, Stuff that, frankly, doesn't naturally skew Ole Miss's way inside the state.
1: What would I mean? What would dominating even mean? Like that's a really vague term. I mean, what 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 would that even look like in your mind?
2: Um.
1: Because you're never getting everybody because you're dealing with another SEC school that also recruits. You. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's impossible. That's what um, I'm yeah, that's what
2: I'm saying. I mean, there's like you know, people do the whole top ten, top eight, top twelve, whatever, and you know, how many should you get out of that? I, I don't I don't know that I would look at it that way. I just would look at it as, hey, I've got this, I've got I've got eighty five spots this staff at least if you go by the last 2 years and they've been here for 3 and 4 if you count the covid year but so at least 50% and up to 67% of the time that they've been here they've gone heavy on the portal so yeah. if you're if you're using half of your spots for portal and half of your spots for high school kids i don't know how much of that half that you're How many of those forty some odd spots are you focused on? Mississippi? I just think at that point you're just getting the best players you can get.
1: Now, in saying that, of the kids that are high level SEC quality that are inside the state, you shouldn't lose more than you get,
2: right? Obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, but look, there are some things that are somewhat out of your control. You can't you can't control who Mississippi State prioritizes, and I don't. I'm not trying to dance around it, but it's just not worth getting into it. They're they've got some issues. They've had those issues. Hugh Freeze had those issues. And tried aggressively to get around them, to accommodate them, and really didn't. Um, and they, they exist today. And I don't know all the dynamics of it. You might better than I do, but they're just some things that are that work against them on some guys, and then I guess I'll leave it at that. I, I you know, and then they they've had some success, like the 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 Oliver uh, offensive lineman John Wayne Oliver. By the way, if your named John Wayne something, you're probably probably <laughs> gonna be probably gonna be a badass. But, um, you know, I mean, he's a kid that that Auburn wanted very much. TCU wanted him very much. He's he's you know highly thought of as a recruit. Ole Miss did a really good job recruiting him. They brought him in. They got Bryson Sanders a year earlier. They, they're, they're recruiting those kinds of kids for, for offensive linemen out of uh, out of that Nashville area, which is just four hours from here, a little less than four hours. I, I just think you can see that, I mean, Ole Miss is going to recruit all that. They're, they're recruiting all these kids from, you mentioned Jamonte Waller yesterday. I mean, Ole Miss is recruiting him. They've recruited him as hard as they can. Um, they had one of the top, Mississippi kids on in the state on campus yesterday again, Um, but everybody else recruits them too. You know, you and you can only sign a certain number of guys, and that number is smaller today than it was three or four years ago because of the portal.
1: And they're they're taking more high school kids, but it's still not going to be twenty five high school kids.
2: Mm -mm. I don't think it's just not. I mean, I don't think so. You know, they're at what 12, 13 right now in this yeah. class, and they're going to add more, which is a bigger number than maybe what they had the last couple of years. And I think that's a product of they've had some continuity in winning. Um, the staff has been together a little bit longer. They've now had some time to some post COVID time to establish roots and and um, that kind of thing in the state, so and around the state, just throughout the south. And then, you know, they, they they want to recruit nationally. Whether they can or can't, we'll see. But they want to. I mean, I, he, I think he being Lane Kiffin looks at this and just says, hey, I, I want the best players I can get. Period.
1: Yeah, he has a pool of wide receivers. He doesn't have Mississippi wide receivers and Texas wide receivers and California wide receivers and on and on and on. It's just wide receivers.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and Ole Miss has had – a pretty good run of, of success with wide receivers, dating back multiple coaching staffs. So but again, Bumpus is a really good recruiter, and to take to, to, to not give him any credit is would be false. He's very good at what he does. He's he's uh I, I think a lot of people consider him a, a fast riser in in coaching circles. So, you know, I mean you and I talk about this all the time when like, you know, you're talking about college baseball or college football or whatever in games, right? You know, the other team scouts too. The other team preps. They practice. Well, they recruit too. You know, they're paying guys to to, to recruit, to, anal- to to evaluate and recruit and stuff like that, and they're going to get their share of guys.
1: Yeah, you were never going to shut State out. Mm-mm. It's an impossibility. Um, they are. They, they typically really put their hooks in one, two, three guys and focus on them. They go for a quality over quantity standpoint in Mississippi. They, in some ways, because that's what's necessary with their NIL situation as it currently is, um, it, it makes sense for them given their limitations and what they have to whatever they make sure they try to roll in. A big fish or two in every class. Last year, Isaac Smith, other guys. You've seen it all the way back to. I mean, that hasn't even been like an Arnett thing or a Leachman thing. That's kind of been a state thing over the years, um, even dating back to
2: the old NIL. uh, That's mm. how they would do it. Yeah, you know, if you, I can remember a time when they lost an in-state wide receiver that they really wanted, and the counter was to put a lot of the old NIL into a certain defensive lineman that they got. That's not a criticism. Everybody everybody did it. I mean, Ole Miss had old school NIL too. I mean, everybody did it. And now it's
1: biggest thing that was kind of fascinating was it was, it was such a secret until the end. You know what I mean? They did a good job of like almost making it dramatic because it was like this last minute stuff and whatnot. I mean, it's, you know, we all talk about the Chris Jones saga, but even in addition to that, I mean, you know, certain head coach calling certain reporter when Jeffrey Simmons is doing it. I mean, like it's it's they don't even know at the very end of the end of the day <laughs> what a, What a day! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I I try not to make too much out of that, but at the same time, you you, you raise the hand and go, hold on a minute. Huh? You didn't
2: know? Or I, I literally said that. I said you, you don't know. He didn't know. He knew shortly.
1: It had just happened. Right? I
2: said yes. Yeah, it was literally was happening, and I said, "Well, you,
1: yeah, you know now." Yeah. Whew. Whew. That was a. If, if you're gonna write a book, those years could be a book. There was a lot in those uh, yeah, three, or I- four seasons there as everything was was going on. So anyway. Show sponsored by BetterHelp. When you're at your best, you can do great things. Sometimes life gets you bogged down. You may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in a way that you want to. Working with a therapist can be a great way to get closer to the best version of you because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. you. Use a therapist. You get somebody without any preconceived notions. Family and friends are great to talk to, but at the same time, they have their own thoughts. They have their own opinions. They're more emotional about it. Talk to a therapist that has a clean slate. And it's just there for you. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. It's a brief questionnaire. Get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M-P-W.
2: Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I drink AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health, sustained energy, immune support, immune system support, I should say. And I just don't like taking pills if I can avoid it. Uh, I drink AG1 every morning. I love knowing I'm doing something good for my body, giving my body the nutrition it craves, covering my nutritional bases Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of AG1 with water and drink it first thing in the morning. Done. I also like that it costs less than $3 a day. It's pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with the highest quality sourced ingredients. It's a win-win. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash mpw. Check it out. Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer, whether you're staying from 30A to Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between? Please check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters. Licensed and insured. He offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin beaches, Crab Island sandbar experiences, and much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran, has more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private to your group. So maximum of six per group. So check him out on Instagram or book today at saltylabcharters.com. Use the code Grove 20 to save 20% off of your excursion. This is uh, codes due, is is good, I should say. Through the end of June, you can apply the code to any charter booked in 2023. Again, that's saltylabcharters.com. We're also brought to you by Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi. Check out their zero-turn bobcat mowers. They have a complete line of mowers ranging from the entry-level residential ZT2000 with a cutting speed of 7 miles per hour to the the top-of-the-line commercial ZT7000 with a mowing speed of 13 miles per hour. All Bobcat mowers come with the trademark tough deck cutting system. It's constructed with heavy gauge fabricated steel for durability and improved vacuum lift, providing a reliable, perfectly manicured finish every time. The uh, Bobcat line is priced below MSRP, comes with a three-year warranty, and uh, currently Bobcat's offering 0% financing for 60 months, or up to $2,000 dollars cash uh, discounts for cash purchases on or financing at regular rates. So get a hundred dollars off. If you mentioned that you heard about it on the podcast, contact Michael McCullough at six, six, two, eight, seven, one, six, nine, one, eight, or visit him in person. 2003 highway 72 East annex in Corinth.
1: Podcast is brought to you by G and M pharmacy, 662-236-2222 They deliver locally in the Oxford area and offer upper medicine. Three prescriptions the same day each month, and it take care of you. They'll help you transfer your medications. You make one phone call, and they take care of the rest. So whether it be in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs or G and M here in Oxford, let a community pharmacy take care of all your pharmaceutical needs. Again, that is six six two two 662-236-2222. Um, I had a couple people on Twitter asking for uh, comments. I'll, I'll be honest. This this is going to show my age and hopefully some level of my maturity level. Um, and I did. I did post it on the board, but the Stephen F. Austin bowling story that's going around um, with the ridiculous quotes, uh, I was sad to learn they had kids. That was my main takeaway from that story is I, I mean, if you're the reporter, you absolutely run the quotes. He did his job correct. You're amazed the guy gave the quotes um, that made a laughingstock of the entire situation. But when I looked on the website and saw they had children, I went, God, that's that's on the Internet forever, guys. What are we doing? Like, I just, I don't know. It kind of, I, I I, I know it's an easy, low-hanging fruit to laugh about, but I kind of had, like, a really sick feeling in my stomach, if I'm honest.
2: Same. 100%. I mean, I. I 100%. I, I know why everybody's laughing at it. I get it. No one can believe that he said those things out loud.
1: It's fair.
2: But still.
1: The headline writer should get a raise. I give him credit. Um,
2: it was very creative.
1: It was very creative.
2: But, yeah, uh, that that's going to be on Google for a long time. And, yeah.
1: My two things that I tried to check was that and then, two, whether they were related to Mark Limpke, the former uh, oh. Braves infielder. Um, it does not appear so. But it's a really random name, so that's what I was just curious. I didn't know if there was a connection.
2: I knew a girl in graduate no. school whose last name was Limkey, and I always asked her if she was related to Mark Limkey, and she didn't think she was. So apparently that name's a little more common than we think, but you would think really? that's a super, like, yeah. Um, the first, yeah, time, the uh, first time I heard her name, I was like, are you related to the Brave second baseman? Because she was from Georgia, and she was like, what? <laughs> and I said, you know, Mark Limkey." And she's like, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I was like... Oh, I figured y'all were like related or something. She's like, no. That was the end of that.
1: Um Mark Lempke was uh born in Utica, New York. So
2: Yeah, I guess it was this person
1: of, appears to be from Wisconsin.
2: Kind of dumb on my part to assume that because he played in Georgia, that he was from Georgia. <laughs> Just trying to make conversation, you know.
1: Well, I mean, you know, the Braves take. God, my camera's blurry again. I don't know. It'll fix itself. Um, the uh, the Braves of anything, they take a lot of homegrown talent. So you never know. It, it, it'll, it, 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 yeah, it, it could be correct. But he was uh, he was committed to Purdue before he uh, chose not to attend and be a bowler maker. It worked out. He played. In the, I think he made the right decision.
2: He played in the Bigs for a good while for a guy his size. He was a little dude.
1: Yeah, Limpke and Blauser for years.
2: Yeah. Then the Cubs signed Blauser. Went well,
1: I mean, when he was like 22, he looked 63. So, yeah, by the time he was a, a Cub, he, he was kind of ancient. He looked
2: like Biden. Uh, oh. And played like Biden, too. He it was, it was terrible.
1: Uh, who did Mark Limpke play his last Major League Baseball game for? He played for two teams the Braves for the majority of his career and one team for one season after that. Any idea at all? Brewers. That is incorrect.
2: Okay. I don't know. In
1: 1998, he was a Boston red, red Sox.
2: Oh, how about that?
1: He was a brave from 88 to 97. And then, uh, in 90, in 98, it says, uh, the sharp building Wimpy left the Braves, and on March 26, 98, he signed as a free agent with the Red Sox. While trying to turn a double play in the game against the White Sox, Linky was injured in a collision with base runner Chad Kruder. He suffered a concussion that finished his season and essentially ended his major league career.
2: How about that? I did not remember that. I don't either. But 11 years in the bigs for a guy like that—that's pretty. It's that's pretty strong.
1: Yeah. So there's your fun fact. Uh, speaking of baseball, I think. I mean. I don't want to make too big of a deal out of it, but at the same time, I think the next few days, and I guess if you ultimately get him no matter how long it takes, then it's fine. But um, Ole Miss courting Andrew Fisher, the Duke third baseman um, of the known people that we're aware of that Ole Miss is, uh, is recruiting at least are, you know, they're reaching out to everyone. I mean, it's, I've really tried to avoid this thing and I, I know I'm speaking to the choir because people in the stream, especially in, the podcast people for the most part understand this because we've said it and you guys are the smart ones, but they contact everyone. So saying, Hey, so-and-so got in the portal and Ole Miss reached out. That is not news. It would be really news if they didn't reach out. You know what? I'm not going to see if the Georgia kid who hit 28 home runs is interested. I- I'll just let that one go. Of course they called. They-, they sent a DM. They jumped into Twitter, whatever. I mean, yeah, duh. I mean, this is, this is nonsensical. It's not a story. Um, but what is a story is almost every time this happens, I kind of raise the hand and go, yeah, but I'm hearing so-and-so or so-and-so or so-and-so is the favorite or whatever. I mean, the kid that, um, Dakota Jordan from Mississippi state, most think it's either Georgia or LSU for him. Um, after he got in the portal yesterday, I've heard Georgia, the by state, the way. pretty yeah, strong. The state fans think Georgia, because the other kid went to Georgia, some coaches in the conference believe LSU could be oh. a factor here with NIL money. So we'll see where that, uh, Where that heads. But my point being is Fisher is the most talented name that has the also the best chance at the same time, kind of the combination. And Ole Miss securing him feels pretty important just on getting one of these guys on. We know they've got some NIL money, but at the end of the day, you've got to close. And as we said yesterday, There's a big difference in whatever the NIL money is when you need two dudes versus needing 10 dudes. That's a different salary cap. That's figuring out how you want to acclimate that through the entire process. So I think Fisher is a a big deal for Ole Miss. They really need to secure him to kind of show that they are playing in the same pool as some of these other teams here in the uh, the next couple weeks. A lot of SEC teams on him – just getting a visit um almost one of the first teams on him. They've done a nice job, but you got to finish it now. You got to get him on a sign of his line. You got to get him enrolled and see where that goes. Um, people have asked well, what does that mean for Ethan Lejey? Does that mean he's for sure going pro? No, not at all. Lajey is a middle infielder by trade. He could move up and play second base um if he had to, um, with, with Peyton gone. So no, Fisher would probably play third for sure. He could probably play some first if he had to, and you can move LeJay to multiple spots. I, I don't think LeJay could play short, but he definitely could play third or second next season if that was necessary. So I, th- I think Fisher is a, is a fairly big deal for Ole Miss uh, to, to, to get done whenever that, that, that happens. But um, they got a visit from him this week, maybe even on campus. Now I'm not hundred percent sure on timelines and then uh, see where that, uh, where that goes from there. But just a, just a passing thought is where, uh, was moving on a little
2: bit. You know a lot more about this than I do. The one thing that I consistently hear from people is that the number of players, meaning schools that are playing in the market, is bigger bigger than last year, and there's more uh, commitment to it than it was a year ago, which is good news for the players. It's not great news for the programs that are trying to add a lot of people, but it's good news for the players. Some guys are, some guys are getting potentially paid enough to put the draft off for a year
1: it's a whole new world it is in every way it is
2: it's a different deal man i mean it
1: every time i think i kind of understand it something else happened and goes nope we're one more step that way uh never mind i don't i I don't quite have a handle on it
2: and then you have it's kind of like a food chain you've got some really big fish at the top of the chain that when they decide to eat, they eat. (laughs) And that might impact your next meal. I mean, the meal you thought you were going to have suddenly is gone. I mean, that's kind of – I mean, it's LSU. It's Texas A&M. It's it's just a lot there. And then there's other schools that are getting involved. Like I keep hearing Oklahoma's kind of ramped it up a little bit as they get ready to – Join the SEC down the road. I've heard that pretty consistently. That they're more involved in it than they were a year ago, significantly more. So, Mm -hmm. who knows what? I don't know what that looks like in two, three years. No clue.
1: It's a good question from the stream. Who's your favorite journeyman Major League Baseball player? Says his is Trot Nixon.
2: What do you have to be to be?
1: Like, you, you've got to play for at least. You got to play for a long time. You got to play for at least, at least four teams. I used to be I a big three's even enough.
2: I was a big Rondell White fan. He probably, he probably, probably meets that criteria.
1: Let's see, Rondell White. Let's pull it up.
2: Played for Montreal. Played for the Yankees. I think that's a good
1: one. Uh, Rondell White played from ninety three to two thousand seven and he played for one, two, three, four, five, seven teams.
2: Yeah. There you go. He 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 meets the criteria.
1: He was an all star in one season in two thousand three. Uh uh-huh. He hit two eighty four with one hundred ninety eight home runs and seven hundred and sixty eight RBIs in his career. He is from Milledgeville Georgia, so there is a yeah, Georgia there you, player. There for you
2: him.
1: go. Um, I think mine is Terry Mulholland.
2: Oh. Former Cub. Mm-hmm. Terry Mulholland.
1: Yeah. 60 years old now. Cub, brave for a couple years there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I watched him for, I guess, two seasons. Uh, Yeah. Giant, Philly, Yankee, giant again, Philly again, Mariner, giant again, Cub, brave, pirate, Dodger, Indian, twin, Diamondback.
2: Oh.
1: All-star in one season and pitched a no-hitter in 1990.
2: Wow, that's a hell of a career! I bet he's got some stories.
1: <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's a Kevin Bacon kind of guy, right there. Yeah, I mean, like he he, he played it with or connected to everybody. I mean, yeah. Here's a, here's a trade for you in uh, in 1989, the Giants traded Mo Dennis Cook, and Charlie Hayes for former Cy Young Award winner Steve Bedrosian and a player to be named later later.
2: Oh, there's some names.
1: Uh, yeah, that's now, how he... Uh,
2: now Charlie Hayes' kid is the third baseman for the Pirates. I think Bedrosian had a kid that pitched in the majors too, if I remember. Did really? I think so. There's a lot of that in, in, in baseball, a lot of generational stuff.
1: Um, the Braves actually acquired uh, Mulholland from the Cubs. Um they got, let's see, the Braves got Mulholland along with infielder Jose Hernandez from mm-hmm. the Cubs. I would I would give you probably my salary for the month if you could tell me one of the two players in that trade for the Cubs.
2: So that's late 90s?
1: 99. Yeah. It's the 99 trading deadline. Yeah.
2: I remember Jose Hernandez pretty well. Um,
1: he was with Mulholland to the Braves in the trade. Who did the Cubs get? Two players and a player to be named later, and I don't know who that ended up being. 1999.
2: And that team ended up... That was Hal McCray and those guys that kind of made a run at it. Um.
1: Moe Holland had been really good as a Cub in relief the year before.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was, he was always he was
1: the starter in the 93 All-Star game.
2: That wasn't Paul Ossenmacher, was it?
1: That was not. The uh the trade was Micah Bowie and Ruben Cuevedo.
2: Oh, I remember Micah
1: Bowie. Do you?
2: Yeah, he had a cup of coffee. Okay. Man, those are some bad cup teams.
1: Yeah. Paul Holland I- started game six for the Phillies in the ninety three World Series against the Blue Jays. Oh. That's remembered for Mitch Williams giving up the series ending home run to Joe Carter. Yeah. So
2: Baseball's a goofy sport, man. Baseball's a goofy sport. There's
1: there's your baseball tribute for the day. But it's good ones. Uh, How about the Cicada Julio Franco in the thread.
2: Yeah. How about the Cincinnati Reds? Charlie
1: Morton counts.
2: Yeah, Morton counts. Yeah, Rich Hill pitches for the Pirates today. He counts. He's been pitching 20 years. Dude's been everywhere.
1: I'm 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 eight years old because Twitter calling him Dick Mountain makes me laugh every time. Yeah, but yeah. every single time I laugh, I, I just it, it is what it is. Yeah, Morton, two thousand eight to present, Brave Pirate Philly Astro Ray Braves. Yeah, one hundred percent.
2: If you can pitch and get innings, you'll you'll have a job. If you can just get outs and get it and throw innings, he's actually been pretty good. Hill's been pretty good. Two-time
1: All-Star, two-time World Series champion.
2: Yeah. I mean, Hill's been really
0: good. He's had a hell of a career. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh, get into this EA thing in a in a minute. Uh, I think in a lot of ways it's a nothing burger, but I think people are wondering about it, so I'll run through a little bit of that. If we do that, I will tell you about Prom Shrimp. PromShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from the New Orleans-style barbecue and the signature. A couple of my favorites to the full meals in a bag, the Simply Shrimp that you can season yourself and much more. So use code RG when you buy five pouches or more and you get 25% off. Also, if there is a Rouse's, You can pick that up there, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, a lot of places for Rouse's. But, again, get it shipped straight to you. Ten minutes freezer to plate for restaurant-quality shrimp with Prime Shrimp. That's code RG at primeshrimp.com.
2: walk on Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth. Watering, made-from-scratch, Louisiana cuisine, boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites, like juicy burgers and uh, fresh salads at Walk-On's in Oxford or uh, Ridgeland, especially if you're at one of those places. Please make sure that you tell them how much you appreciate them sponsoring us. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. It's got two locations in the Jackson area and a location coming soon here in Oxford off of uh, Sisk. There in the Oxford Commons area. We'll have more details about that. As the summer goes along, but uh, keep that in mind as you get ready for football season and heading to Oxford. It's a new place to go get uh, gear at um, the College Corner. There's also locations, as I mentioned, in uh, Jackson, one in Flowood, one in Ridgeland. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com and find them on Facebook and Instagram. We're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, but the same great people, products, and services if you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Uh, a is a Nashville-based online retail company with a mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid, that's A S T O C K dot B I D. or download their app, name your price on thousands of items. From big-name retailers, A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville and Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market. To stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com. Promo code Rebel 20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. It's the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. 25% off at Dead Soxy. If you go uh, to DeadSoxy.com, enter the promo code Rebel Grove. Again, that's promo code Rebel Grove at DeadSoxy.com. And we're brought to you by Pinnacle, Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients. In more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states, they provide detailed specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. To learn more, go to MyPinWealth.com. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com.
1: Kenny Lawson is another good one as we close that topic. Yeah. Um... So, 325 bases from 92 to 96, averaging 65 a season. Um, That's something not in today's game at all. Uh, Came up in 91, and he played at least 10 games for the Astros, Indians, Braves, White Sox, Giants, Pirates, Cubs, Yankees, Phillies, Dodgers, and Rangers.
2: Yeah, he was part of that 2003 Cubs team. That was – he was really good. I mean, that guy was – he was the hall of really good player.
1: From 2000, so he spent nine of 10 seasons in Cleveland. That's how we all know him. But then from oh two to 09, he played for nine different teams, never spending more than one season with any of them.
2: Yeah, and he was good. He every
1: year for nine straight years.
2: He was good too. I, I, don't, I don't know what that was about, whether he was just, I don't know whether he was a bad clubhouse guy or whether he just, had a skill set that you just moved him. I don't know, but he, he was, he was legit. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He and Aramis Ramirez came at the trade deadline in 2003 and the Cubs went from being a 500 team to a world series contender like that. God, that was a hell of a trade. Cubs never make a trade like that. That was brilliant.
1: (laughs) It's the antithesis of giving Maddox away.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember sitting, I was sitting on the bed and there was like this thing on the ticker about the Cubs made a trade. And I kept thinking, we got Lofton and Ramirez, who'd we give up? I I kept thinking we probably gave up everybody. It was like a couple of minor league pitchers or something. I was like, this is unbelievable. I, I, I thought it was a prank.
1: You expected them to give them the entire starting rotation up for those two guys. Because like, I mean, I gone.
2: I knew Ramirez was a great player. I mean, I I watched I, he was playing in Pittsburgh, and so you saw the Pirates all the time. And I was like, I can't believe we got that guy and Lofton.
1: To having not really watched the Cubs, Ramirez is like one of my favorite dudes. Like for some reason, I kind of gravitated toward watching him when he was a Cub. That was that was kind of one of the dudes that I would I would follow a little bit for whatever reason. Oh, I don't know why. Yeah. I always liked him in fantasy back when I did that.
2: He was a beast. I mean, a, another guy that was the Hall of Very Good. And then he was pretty good for the Brewers for a while. After he after he moved on, dude was a, he was a stud.
1: So this EA Sports thing, uh, EA Sports, obviously the college football video game that has not been around since 2013, mostly, or not mostly, because of the uh, the O'Bannon lawsuit, the UCLA basketball player that started everything and has led to NIL as we know it right now. On Tuesday, the uh, Brander Group, which is a group that does licensing contracts with schools regarding NILs. Ole Miss uses them. I know they've been involved in multiple of, of Ole Miss's deals as well. they got a lot of schools coming here. Um, they are suing uh, EA Sports over the company's attempt to acquire player NIL rights while they say circumventing the Brander Group's group lights rights with those schools. So, what's kind of going on here is they're trying to bring back EA Sports. Um, it's supposed to come back for, again the first time since 2013. It was initially supposed to come out in 2023. Now they're saying 2024. They have had to pay players. They're figuring out what to pay players. Just on a very cliff notes version of this, um, I think I saw somewhere that um, they had maybe paid thousands over the over the years of like I think the average was like sixteen hundred dollars or something like that. Um, yeah, a settlement paid an average of sixteen hundred to thousands of players after expenses and legal fees, and the game disappeared. When they bring it back, uh, it says in May, EA Sports announced a deal with one-team partners for group licensing, a licensing move often used for team-wide individual NIL usage, such as jerseys. Players can just opt in to be in the game. One team has worked with EA Sports on group li- licensing for games like Madden and things like that. And then uh, there was a report saying that players would like- likely earn around $500 each. Um, so a $5 million pool with no royalties to be in the game. Um what is essentially happening, happening here is Brander it, Brander is saying that they could have worked out a better deal and that by going around them, even though the players have the ability to opt in, it does some different things to potentially push these players into using the one team partners or whomever instead of Brander and puts their, their company at a... Uh, at a disadvantage in that, if you will. Um, That's sort of the basis of what they're arguing here. Um, Brander Group says its athletes get 70% of the cut for video games. That's obviously not what has happened in this case um, because that's a number that's not attainable here at at this. Um, The lawsuit alleging that EA told the Brander Group in May 2022 that EA would 100% make agreements through the group for its partner schools, but in May 2023 that didn't happen. And since EA Sports, again, partnered exclusively with one team, um, how do Brander schools opt into the game? Now, again, that is that is an, an inaccurate thing that is in the allegations because they absolutely can uh, opt in. I asked people about it this morning. They said that Brander schools, simply the same way everybody else is, can opt in to, uh, to this game. Um, what has come out of this is at no point even in the allegations, which usually in these plaintiff allegations – you get stuff that is on the fringe of being true. You're throwing everything out there you could possibly throw out there and then you let a judge or somebody else bring it back. I mean, you're, you're, you're claiming everything. And even in that, they haven't asked for the game to be stalled. They haven't asked for the players to not be included in the game. I mean, there's, there's really nothing on some, wow, this is changing the way that this game is being operated inside this suit as of, um, as of the day as it is. So I, I think it's a big nothing burger. I think it's actually more just about business. Um, I think it is Brander saying, "Hey, we feel like you did some things that were not toward. We're putting the suit in, but it's more on the very macro level, not the micro level, of of, of trying to stop the game from happening at this point. Um, so that's sort of my interpretation. That is the interpretation of the couple people that I have talked to about this in the last twelve, eighteen hours, or whatever since uh, since it came out. Because the argument, in a nutshell, is, if, and this is from Chris Benini from The Athletic, says if EA can work around our group licensing contracts to make group NIL deals, then group licensing contracts don't really mean anything at all. Because the point is, if you're contractually supposed to go through them and you go around them, then why do we even exist? Because anybody can just do this at the same time. They're they're protecting their company more than trying to stop a game. It's not necessarily about oh, the game. makes sense. Oh, does, does that make sense? Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Yeah,
1: they're they're just saying, hey. We got a matter here, and if we don't, then this is this whole operation is is nothing because nobody's actually using us for for group nil deals.
2: They don't want this to set a precedent. Correct. They're not really worried about this in this specifically in in a vacuum, but they're looking at it from a big picture standpoint.
1: Yeah. Um, reading from the athletic here, the game appears to remain on schedule for the summer of 2024. The game doesn't need real players, but it's something everyone wants. It doesn't do anyone any good to not have that. The Brander Group has not asked EA to stop making the game, and sports business lawyer Mitt Winter told The Athletic that an injunction to stop it would be unlikely to succeed, that this is largely a sports business and licensing, not game release from an issue standpoint. Besides, the process of uploading player likeness is not as time-intensive as creating the actual gameplay, and the game can download roster updates at needed at any point. So that's not a problem. It's not, the players getting inside the game is not a timeliness issue that is causing any problems to the game being released. Um, as people have said for a while, the game is being built on the same platform as the, uh, the Madden game. Um, and Road to Glory, Dynasty modes will be the main focus. They're going to have the uniforms, school-specific traditions, music, all that stuff. And it also is expected to include the transfer portal and an ex- uh, an expanded college football playoff. So those are in your uh, formats for the game there. I just feel Transfer so- portal in the video game, baby. <laughs>
2: I feel sorry for the person that's got to keep up with the transfer portal for a hundred and whatever teams. Have fun.
1: Yeah. You start your dynasty and you got the transfer portal and NIL and the whole deal in your video game. Here we go. Yeah,
2: it's it's probably easier than it sounds, but to me that just sounds really confusing, really hard to do.
1: What's the last video game you played?
2: MLB the show. Um, A while ago, yeah, it's been it's been multiple years. I may have done it some with Carson during the pandemic, like summer of twenty twenty. That, and I'm not even sure about that. It may have been before that. I had my own create your player and go through the minor leagues thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But I think I had it set on too easy. Because you know I hit like 130 home runs. And so I mean, I was in the elite prospect. I got called up quick. But um, that was probably the last one. I was never a big video game person. It was never my that was never my weakness. That was like I can remember as a kid, we had them. We had an Atari and then we had I guess we got a Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It was a kid up the street that had an Intellivision. And that was kind of cool. I liked the Intellivision. Yeah. But I always liked getting out and playing more than I wanted to play the games. I wanted to go play. I was. I was. We've come a
1: long way from Pong.
2: Yeah. Space Invaders. Asteroid was what it's called or something like that. Pac-Man. I remember Pac-Man being Pac-Man being a big deal. But again, I just always wanted to get out and let's go play wiffle ball. Like I played a lot of wiffle ball.
1: Yeah, I had had an original Nintendo when I was still pretty young. I mean, frankly, not even old enough to completely comprehend it probably. Um, And then Super Nintendo to PlayStation, maybe a PS2, and that's where it kind of stopped for me. Um, I was kind of the same way. I, I was never overly whatever. I don't know that I've had... I don't know that I've had a game system in my home since living at home, and it was the Wii. I know as uh. an adult living in my house, I have not owned a game, game system.
2: Carson's got a PS3. I've yeah. how they
1: make a lot of sense for people. I just, it, 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 it's not a thing.
2: Carson's got a PS3. He he plays a lot of uh, the FIFA game on it. Mm hmm. Um,. As a kid in Ruston, there was a place called Extra Play. It was an arcade, and that was the place to be. It was right across the street from Johnny's Pizza, and it was next door to – there was some sort of a convenience store that was next door, if I recall correctly. It wasn't far from the Louisiana Tech campus at all, like just a couple hundred yards. And that was the place to be. You'd take all your money and go to Extra Play on Friday night.
1: Sammy. <laughs> Sorry, you got to be in the stream. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Johnny's Pizza gets a lot of play on the podcast. They should advertise. Oh, they should. We, we, talk about, we talk about Johnny's a lot. We've had people go to Johnny's and text us and go, Hey, we're hanging out. Yeah.
2: And people will come back and go, You know, it's not very good. And I'm like, It's, it's a nostalgia thing. It's not even about, like, I, you could give me a Johnny's pizza today and I would go, That's a thousand out of one, one to ten. That's a thousand. And yet, if I didn't, if I weren't from where I was from, I'd probably go, eh, whatever. It's pizza.
1: Could you pick it out of a three pizza lineup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you told me, I could, I don't remember actually playing a video game a lot since maybe like Wii Mario Kart, honestly. I mean, it's been forever. Um, Played a little like Grand Theft Auto stuff in college. Yeah. but if you told me today you can have a game system, it literally would be an original Nintendo or like a Super Nintendo. Give me the old games. I'll play Contra and crap like that from like 1988. That's what I'll do. Give me t- t- give me the old stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I know this is being nostalgic and it's part of just getting old. But like the 80s were fun growing up in the 80s. Like the arcades and movie rentals, like you go look for a movie and he's like, son of a bitch, it's there. I mean, you had to like, you it wasn't a guarantee that you went to the new release section and you were going to oh, get what God you no. was no guarantee God that no. you were going to get what you wanted.
1: Well, and then movie gallery and Amory did this thing where they you know when they moved from like one or two night rentals to five. Well, when it's five, you're screwed because you're out for like three and a half days if that thing is gone to somebody else. and yeah. you're coming back in and then they don't bring it back on time and they get charged the 75 cents or whatever on the late day. And I mean, they're holding your movie hostage at that point. Or it it is what it is.
2: Or you got it and you came home and you like Friday nights planned on this movie. And you put that thing in the VCR and it doesn't work. It's got a thing and it's all something's wrong with it. You can't watch the movie. That was, that was a downer. You couldn't just pull it up on Hulu or something. I mean, that was it. It's a different day, man. Everybody
1: likes, say everybody likes the decade that they grew up in for different reasons. I understand that. I mean, I, for all purposes, I grew up in the 90s. I was born in 83. I, I do think, though, if you go, hey, you could shift it. There is some p- real positives about growing up in the 80s that kind of pure and fun and interesting. I, I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Because um, I got just enough, What you're talking about some of those things. I mean, we absolutely had to scheme the movie theaters. You had one or the, sorry, the, the movie rental places. You had a couple that were a little cheaper in places other else. There was movies that basically only I would want to watch. So one of them, you would have to sign it out and you look at it. And my name is just all the way down the list where I just over and over and over again was the only person named who that apparently watched those movies. Um, Yeah, simpler, simpler time for sure. Oh, you get the quarters out you find the 225 or whatever the rental was. And yep. Oh, or I mean, even when I went to video game rentals, and you were going, "Hey, I've got three days to beat this game. That's all I got. So let's 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 lock in."
2: Yeah, for sure. Those you know, no no question simpler times. No no doubt, no doubt. I, I I mean I I've said this a bunch. I feel for kids today. I mean, it's everything's at their disposal, which is a good thing. It's also a terrible thing.
1: It is. It's terrible. It
2: is. I mean. Just the difference.
1: social media. I mean, not to get on a, some soapbox. Social media has altered perception in a way that is impossible to overstate.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think it can be measured yet. Um,
1: do you still listen to eighties music? Sometimes. Okay. It's on my presets. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, I did not grow up in the eighties in any way that I wouldn't be the music from then.
2: Yeah. Ginger says pizza hut on Friday night. Yep. Yep. I mean, the buffets
1: phase were big back then.
2: Yeah, Pizza go I mean go, going to Pizza Hut was a treat, man. I mean, that was like that meant mom and dad were in a great mood. We were going to Pizza Hut. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Going to the movie on a Friday night, you had to get there an hour early to be guaranteed that you'd get in.
1: Mhm.
2: You stood in line and, and for for an hour to go see whatever.
1: Well, I mean, you know, we had to go to Tupelo for anything that had a lot of, like, attraction. Because Amory only had the twin cinema, okay? We had, we had two theaters. Um, well, that's we had all
2: Rustin screens. had was two screens. Did
1: you have two? Yeah, we Ma- had well, two. Well,
2: maybe three. Maybe three screens. And it would always be, like, the one movie you wanted to see, some kid, like kid movie, movie, and then some yeah. obscure movie that you're like, nobody's nobody's in there. What what, what are you doing? But. I didn't understand the movie business at the it's time. It's
1: why when I was in junior high, I saw Titanic somewhere around 38 times because you're in Amory and it's the weekend. And what do you got to do? Cause you know, Titanic stayed for like six months. So <laughs> yeah, it had one of the screens.
2: It was um, a banger. It was a moneymaker.
1: Yeah. You would do that. And then, you know, occasionally you'd go, Hey, they're going to let me in the rated R movie, but I can, I can get in the other movie and we'll just sneak over into the other, uh, the other screen at some point when, you can do that, so you'll catch the James Bond flick or something like that that you couldn't just get in being thirteen or twelve or whatever. Oh time. yeah,
2: so. yeah. When you wanted to slip, yeah, slip to, into the rated R movie,
1: yeah, to, to to get one of the other ones, I think I'd have to check my years. Maybe I'm off on this. I think uh, it's a Michael Douglas movie, The Perfect Murder, maybe something like that. I remember that was one that we had to sneak over into. um it Was a few yeah, something like that. You had to
2: scheme, you know, um, you had to have a plan because you. Yeah, you, the, you didn't. If the movie guy caught you,
1: yeah, the usher can't get you. So you got to be able to make sure you're 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 good there.
2: Man, different world. You thought that usher. Looking back on it, the usher was some dude who was like, "I don't want to be here." It's the only he job. I don't care. <laughs> the only job I've got. But man, back then, you're like that dude. He's he's got the power.
1: That is what it was. Michael Douglas, A Perfect murderer because that came uh, out in '98. So I was in eighth or ninth grade at the time. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. Wall Street Baron Stephen Taylor discovers that his pretty young wife, Emily, Gwyneth Paltrow, is cheating on him, but what concerns him more than her infidelity is the hope of profiting from her untimely death. Emily has millions, and Steve's own financial empire is collapsing before his eyes. He hires her lover to murder her.
2: Oh, that sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So There's that. Uh, I don't know the last time I played pinball. I mean, it has been years. Um, I, I couldn't I could
2: not tell you <laughs> we had a <laughs> this this shows off the rails and I'm sorry um, It's fine. when I was in the sixth grade I won't name names <laughs> I won't name names <laughs> I have like two memories from the sixth grade one is there was one day that we saw the space shuttle being flown back across the country It had to land in California, and they were flying it back to Florida, and it was going right over Ruston, and we got to go out and watch it. That was one memory, and the other was there was an assistant principal who also taught math, whatever math we did in the sixth grade. No, seventh grade. I don't know. One of those grades. And he always put his hands in his pockets. Front pockets okay.
1: mm-hmm.
2: and moved his hands around. And there was a girl who sat behind me who would always get me in trouble because she would make pinball sounds and she could do them really subtly, very lightly, where nobody could hear it unless you were like within a four foot radius. Well, I was within the four foot radius and I'd, I'd howl laughing because I knew what she was doing pocket pinball. And yeah, it, was, it was hilarious. <laughs> That's one of my memories. When you, when you say pinball, I think of that teacher and that girl.
1: I don't remember. There might have been some spaceship thing. I mean, spaceship, space shuttle thing. I don't recall that. I mean, obviously, the OJ verdict. We sat in class and watched that. There was a few TV things over the years that we would have stopped to, to follow. I do remember OJ was one of them, though, because I would have been 11.
2: Oh, yeah. You're a lot younger than me. I was yeah i I remember everything about that. you're
1: like 23 24
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah because yeah. i turned 40 in december so anyway yeah i don't know we, we can wax poetic about channel one news and all that stuff later um springs in full swing summer right around the corner having the sunshine property services would like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is a key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home or business. And one of the most effective ways to maintain is through power washing. Some of the key benefits include increased curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment, and also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Heavenly Sunshine today. And get ready for a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. Visit the website HeavenlySunshine.com or call 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Use code MPW10 for a 10% discount.
2: We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're planning a summer trip, still got plenty of time left in the summer you're planning a holiday trip whatever the case may be get in touch with john give him some parameters give him a budget he's going to help you come up with options that you're not going to find on your own you don't uh, have to live in or near memphis to take advantage of the services you just need a phone or a uh, email 901-494-3387 or j edwards at regencytravel.net a uh, great place for a uh, company dinner or a festive party event is opa on the square in oxford it's oxford's newest greek restaurant fabulous food great craft libations as well opa can accommodate up to 200 guests for catering or booking information contact genie 601-421-7147 brought to you by service specialist staffing and recruiting agency connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967 you're on the job hunt whether you're seeking an entry level position or you're a seasoned professional they have opportunities across the board they also um, can help your company find quality hard to find talent service specialist um it's always free for the uh the person looking for a job and for a company unless you hire a candidate that is, until you hire a candidate that they send it's free for you as well so give will sydney or kelsey a call six six two eight three two 5138 or check out their new and improved website service specialist ltd.com get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth dental Dr. Bubba McQueen Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful long-lasting smile from routine checkups to advanced treatment including uh, implants and Invisalign Corinth dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. Are you a displaced? Uh, I've already done that one. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. So much offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback ridings from uh, beginner lessons to advanced ridings. Uh, to be able to compete at nationally recognized competitions. It's also a great venue for uh, events and conventions and the like. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm.
1: Podcast was brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, or a wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help. So if you get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc Counties, if you previously did not have internet, that's 662-238-3159. I saw a couple people in the stream mentioning uh, the uh, – the Titan submersive that is still lost at, uh, at sea. Um, if you get your news just from us, God help you. But the, uh, the quick update there is no huge update. However, the, uh, the U.S. Coast Guard says a, a noise was heard in the uh, sub-search site, which gives them a target and a focus. The noise is picked up by a Canadian aircraft um, that was involved in the search. Um, banging sounds is how it's been described. And they said more vessels are being sent to the search site off the North American coast. Contact with the miniature sub, which has five people on board, was lost on Sunday as it made its 3,800-meter uh, descent toward the, uh, the Titanic wreckage. And they think that air supply will run out sometime on Thursday morning um, if it is not found. So a little under 24 hours from now at that point. What I don't get is... Um, or what, sorry, what I haven't heard is even if it's found, how long does it take to get to the surface where they can open it? So, I mean, how much extra time do you need? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Cause you can't just, or, you, you have or to, does
1: it have to be, or does it have to be found only on the surface where they simply have a, te- a, a, a mechanical failure, which I don't think is the case, but if it's found deep in the water, can they even get them out in time if they found it in an hour? I guess is my question.
2: Yeah. I don't know how long it takes to bring them to the surface safely. Um, it doesn't sound very
1: hopeful. No, I mean, there is more hope because I mean, the the prevailing thought last night was there was some sort of instant catastrophe. Um, if you watch a couple of the, they're linked in the message board thread about it at rebel com, but a couple of the, um, the graphics showing uh, how deep they went. It is fascinating. Um, or how deep they were going. I mean, I, I saw one diagram, and I could be a little off here, but just doing the rudimentary math that I was doing, I think it was the the depth of nine Eiffel Towers into the ocean. Mm. Something like that. Um,
2: Reading yeah. from Daily Mail, they're giving them a 1% chance. Oh, Really? They have a one percent chance of survival.
1: They're dead bolted in by seventeen dead bolts. So even if they were on the surface, they have no way to get out. And yes, yeah, Hardman says, I mean, depressurization would kill them. You can't just pop. You're like, there's a time frame. That's what I was talking about. I mean, there's a time frame to even safely be able to do the recovery. Um if you found it, and I don't know what that, that stipulation is. Uh, just something to follow here, something to uh, look at if you're interested in uh, college football moving forward, which all you guys are, thank God. Uh, ESPN doing future power rankings um, for the next three seasons. They do this every year. We typically talk about it to some extent. I won't bore people with it, but they look at uh, current rosters, the ability to recruit, coaching staffs. They give a lot of benefit of the doubt, too. They basically admit that if some programs have been good, over the last five years or so, they're going to stay with that unless there's some reason that it's not to. Um, it's a personnel-based forecast that also has some other ex- ex- um, assumptions built into it. Almost checking in at number 25 on the list. Off the top of your head, does that feel right, high, or low?
2: I mean, the cop-out answer is how in God's name can you forecast anything three years today? But
1: You can't. It's summer content.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: they have their future offense ranking at 18.
2: I think 25 is a little low, but again now, I mean, look, if you told me that in three years, Ole Miss is a top 10 program, I'd totally buy it. If you told me in three years, Ole Miss was a 500 program fighting to get its footing, I'd buy it. And I. that would apply to about half the SEC, there's, I'll be honest, for me, there's one program that I feel completely confident going, they're going to keep winning, that's Georgia, one, feel pretty good about LSU, and pretty good about Alabama, and then there's a, a group, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Maybe Florida. Everybody's got different thoughts on Florida. I don't know. I'm all, kind of all over the place on Florida. Maybe South Carolina. Um, maybe Auburn. Maybe Arkansas. I'm just kind of off the top of my head. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A and M. That big conglomerate of a group. You could, you could convince me. I'd probably put Oklahoma because of its history. Because they've won with everybody but Venables, I probably would put Oklahoma up with Alabama and LSU. But those others, those others, like you could convince me South Carolina was, because of where they are with pay for play and stuff, you could convince me that South Carolina is going to be a top 12 program in three years. And you could convince me their 500 program fighting for footing. I'd buy either one. Tennessee as well.
1: ESPN goes into a lot of depth that you guys already know, so I won't read it about what Ole Miss's roster looks like, Judkins, quarterbacks, all that stuff. But their their lead-in says the final spot this final spot in team rankings is always a difficult choice. There were several teams considered, including BYU, Texas Tech, Minnesota, Mississippi State, Fresno, Louisville, Boise State, NC State, and Kentucky. But ultimately, Ole Miss's personnel clout won the day as Coach Lane Kiffin continues to collect talent through recruiting in the portal.
2: Yeah, that's, that's that's
1: they thought they just had a higher recruiting ceiling than the other teams that were being considered.
2: The SEC schools it's Georgia's one, Alabama's two, LSU is five. Um, Clemson, which might be in the SEC before you know it, is like seven, Tennessee's nine. Uh, that feels high. Yeah, it feels a little high. Um, Oklahoma's 12. I buy that. Um, Texas is 15, which frankly feels a little high to me. Um, It does. uh,
1: They're giving them a lot of quarterback mileage.
2: They are. Um, Iowa, Oregon State, South Carolina is 22. See, they're kind of like – South Carolina and Ole Miss, kind of the same little boat in my mind. Like, volatile and not necessarily in a bad way. Just an Ole Miss at 25. Yeah, I mean – I I get it.
1: Oregon stayed at 21. I would sell because the Pac-12 is going to be nothing at that point. Uh, But Jonathan Smith done one hell of a job there in Corvallis.
2: Here's what the Pac-12 might be in a few years. The Pac-12 and the ACC leftovers might, might form a pretty interesting league. West and East. You could do it by divisions, West and East. You could have some crossover.
1: I mean, that would be your first call, right? Yeah,
2: I, I don't know what's going to happen. But in a couple of years, the Big Ten's going to add somebody. Maybe it's Notre Dame. Maybe it's Notre Dame and Miami. Um, I think some of these ACC schools, I've been saying this, and I'm, I'm a little more educated on it today than I even was yesterday. I think some of these ACC schools are more antsy than anyone has reported. And when the SEC counters, and it will, ESPN, which also has the ACC rights, is going to have some decisions to make is North Carolina, Florida State, Clemson, Virginia, are those programs more valuable to ESPN as members of the SEC or members of the ACC? Mm -mm. I don't know what ESPN's answer is. I've talked to a couple of educated people who think the answer is very clearly SEC. At which point, ESPN's going to start making some of this happen. And this hey, fight to hold it together is going to turn into, okay, what do we do next? And that might be the answer because I think you're going to see the Big 12 take a couple of Pac-10 schools fairly soon. And when I say fairly soon, I mean three years.
1: Yeah. There's a bit of a pin in it right now.
2: There's there's a sense in the Big 2, and that's what it is. It's the power two. SEC Big Ten. Hey, let's let's let twenty twenty four play out, see what it looks like, see what it feels like. And then we'll go from there. But that's not far away. I mean, we're about to start the twenty twenty three season, which I've been saying is kinda of gonna kinda of be a season of nostalgia. Hey, we got this hey, this was fun. We did this for a long time. Wow, we made a lot of money. But twenty twenty four is gonna be completely different. Oklahoma, Texas, SC, UCLA, a 12-team playoff. I just think it's, you're going to see everybody look at it and go, okay, let's see what this looks like, and then we'll go from there. And then I think the go from there is a pretty aggressive go. Unless it's a disaster, and it probably won't be.
1: No, I highly doubt it's a disaster.
2: I mean, there's going to be a lot of excitement around USC, Ohio State as a conference game. Around, I mean, do you know what it's going to be like here when Oklahoma comes here in twenty twenty
1: four? Let's see.
2: It's going to be a it's going to be a buzz. It's going to feel new. I think Alabama, Texas goes to Tuscaloosa, I think, or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly who goes where, but those are big games. People are going to get geeked up about that stuff. And uh,
1: I think Texas and Oklahoma actually get home games with Alabama and Georgia in twenty four.
2: Yeah, so yeah yeah i mean whatever the case may be it's it, around the league like when texas goes to vanderbilt you mean texas people are going to go to nashville mm-hmm. i just i just think it's and you're gonna get that in the big 10 too and then the 12 team playoff which i think is going to be a very compelling conversation over the course of a year and i i, I my guess is that the SEC and the Big Ten will dominate the 12-team playoff. And yeah. and, and at that point, teams are going to look around and go, this doesn't work. And, and what I'm hearing is that there are five schools specifically in the ACC that are behind the scenes very vocally saying, this does not work. This won't work.
1: Tomorrow we're gonna do some NBA draft stuff. Uh, we'll talk to Jeffrey. I'm just kind of curious. Whatever the the uh, let's see the what do they call the overtime elite are. They have to be good, right? Because they have like three of the top nine projected picks.
2: Um, Amin Thompson is has a chance to be a an All NBA caliber player. He's he's really good. Um,
1: he's projected four to Houston in this draft. I'm looking at
2: his brother Alsar, is one of the high ceiling, low floor guys. Got kind of a
1: six
2: of the magic. Got kind of a funky shot. He's one of two or three guys in the draft. Anthony Black from Arkansas, Bilal Koulibaly from France, that if they develop a shot, they're off the charts good players. But not everybody develops a shot. And if they don't develop a shot, I don't know the they can play.
1: 19, uh, sorry, Anthony Black, number eight to the Wizards.
2: That's the consensus is that he goes there. Here's what's interesting about the draft. We'll talk about this more tomorrow, but Damian Lillard has, quote, I have nothing but love for Portland, but it's clear we're headed in two different directions. So uh, the, the trailblazer is now staring a rebuild in the face. They have the third pick. There's a lot of Scoot Henderson talk. With them, there is a lot of talk about what um, Charlotte might do it too. A lot of teams trying to trade up. There is there is two or three teams, Utah, Oklahoma City, that have the assets to trade up if they choose to. Um, there is just there is a number of things that could happen during the draft tomorrow to make it pretty volatile, and 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 those things usually don't happen, but when you have Damian Lillard on the trade block, Brandon Ingram or or Zion Williamson reportedly on the trade block. Um, Paul George maybe on the trade block. When you have those kinds of names out there and multiple teams like Dallas, for example, has the tenth pick and the consensus is they really don't want it. Um here's another wild card for you. Uh you have to be kind of deep in the NBA weeds to know about this, but the Thunder have owned the draft rights to uh, Vasily Micic, who was the EuroLeague MVP last year. He's 29 years old. He plays in Serbia on the Serbia national team with uh, God. Can you believe I'm forgetting a name? Jokic. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he's 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 a legitimately good player. There's talk about him going to Dallas with the future pick. The Thunder getting Dallas's tenth pick. And then the Thunder taking the 10th and the 12th pick, packaging that with maybe another future pick and trading up to 7 to 8, getting a play. There's just a lot of stuff at play. Utah has a ton of assets. Uh, it's believed that Utah really covets Anthony Black from Arkansas. Um, a couple of Koulibale, um, Kobe Bufkin from Michigan's a fast riser. He's went from being projected at like 20-something to now being projected as a top 10 pick. It's it's got a chance to be a pretty interesting night because there's a lot of teams going in, in different directions and, and you've got some older teams that don't really have assets, that, are, that don't really have picks, that are trying to get into the draft to get a first-round player because a first-round player is a cheap contract to flesh out your roster.
1: Sure. Uh, so with that tomorrow, uh, Brandon Miller currently uh, projected number two to Charlotte in this. I'm looking at it in front of me from uh, John Hollinger. So uh, there's a uh, there's there's that. Again, hit uh, plenty of those things, several different things. Uh, actually, content wise, that I will talk about it in the middle of that. I find it interesting. i been being really a big NBA guy. So all right, I uh, hope thank you guys for uh, sticking with us. By the way, Sammy, that was pretty funny calling the uh, Pac-12 ACC thing the Continental Conference. That was good. They should take you up on that. Um, Wouldn't
2: be the worst name.
1: That's not the worst name. No. I kind of like that. So, uh, anyway, Rebel Grove, in the meantime, comment, subscribe, all those things come in and uh, hang out with us. Again, as Neil said, same price. In the meantime, we'll be back with you today or tomorrow. Sorry. Stay safe. Take care. We'll talk to you then.